Tantrum House Board Gaming Podcast is recorded live from Studio WKRD in Greenville, South Carolina. This podcast is brought to you by our friendly local game store, Boardwalk, purveyors of fine games. Bezier Games, the new classics. AEG, we make fun. The Game Steward, your second chance at Kickstarter games. And Game Toppers, LLC, upgrading your gaming experience. Your hosts are here to help you sort through the cardboard commotion to help you find the diamonds in the rough. So buckle up, especially if you're driving right now, because you're about to arrive at the Tantrum House. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. Today we got Will Meadows. Kevin Delp. Ryan Pills. And Sarah Meadows. In the house. How do you feel about Sarah. that? I, that's the first time I've ever <laughs> She's been pointing the at last me. person. I know. For a second there, I was like, what's my name? Uh, what do I say? <laughs> There's no and at the beginning. I don't know what to do. I'm sorry. It's the small things that bring us joy. If you sit in a different order at the podcast table, our whole lives are better. <laughs> we are back. We're really not back. In real time, when you listen to this, we will already have experienced all of the essence spiel goodness. However, right now we're just anticipating it. Again. That's right. <laughs> Sarah and I and Jonah Monchel, Jonah and Monchel. Chantel. <laughs> Chantel. Are all headed to us in this coming week. We have our plane tickets booked. We got, I think we just finally got trains. Now we can actually get well, from the okay. airport. We... We needed to book the last little leg of the trip, but it's just a, a small regional train. I still didn't want to walk it, so I'm well, glad. yeah, it's like half hour, forty five minutes. Yep, hopping and on they the final. Don't release those tickets till a couple weeks before it's actually happening. Hopping on the final ride, making it to our hotel, and then we are going to be hanging out with Inside Up Games, working demoing for them throughout the course of the event, and then we've got a bunch of really exciting meetups that we're going to be doing while we're there, and we'll talk about those later in the episode, but. As always, let's get started by talking about some of the games that we've been playing most recently. What have you guys been getting to the table recently, Kevin? Well, I can finally talk about Apiary. Whoa, okay. Give us the lowdown. Stone Margins, none of you have played this, have you? No. It's been secretly hidden away at my house. It's it's not about apes? No. Or Pieris. It might be that. I don't know what a Pieris is. You guys know what it's about? Is it about Uh, bees? Yeah. An apiarist is a beekeeper. Yeah. This is not just about bees, though. This is about bees in space. (laughs) What? <laughs> Have you seen bees the box art for it? Space? They do no. when they take over mankind. Yeah, this is sentient bees. Whoa. My yeah. favorite kind. So the uh, main... Are they a hive mind? No, they are. you have your own faction of bees. They are worker bees. <laughs> it's a worker placement game, and they... I didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> he named a type of bee. <laughs> worker placement bees. Oh, okay. There you okay. go. The um, sort of interesting mechanic is that the bees upgrade throughout the game so you have like level one bees and go to level two level three level four and as they get more stronger you can do better things um there's lots of things you can do on the board um i'm not going to go into all of them you can check out our viewpoints video coming soon but i have enjoyed my plays of apiary if you like worker placement games this is a very good one so excellent stuff right what you been playing i had my supervisor from work over and we played call to adventure Ooh. wasn't sure if you'd enjoy that. It's one of my favorite games of all time now. And we oh, got to play Raising Robots, the deluxe version. Nice. Hadn't played the deluxe version yet. Um, we played, uh, it has pets that mm-hmm, are included, mm-hmm. and I wasn't sure what those cards were going to be like. They're just additional robots, but they're all uh, not anthropomorphic, but uh, pet-morphic. 
So they like one's a moose, one's a penguin, and they've got some interesting abilities because um, they let you activate the abilities, some of them, of cards that are next to them or in the same row or column. So without having to pay the energy cost, you can put something that's really powerful in a row that you're just never going to use because you've already been focusing on recycling or something and then use that card to ping off of your fabricate row or something uh, like that. So it was, it was pretty neat. It's pretty cool. Uh, I did not I feel like I need to go back and play this now just because of that (laughs) module. Yeah. It, uh, I don't remember what it was, but I think Katie ended up with one right off that gave her uh, the wild duct tapes. And then she had one where she could turn in duct tapes for points. So the rest of us had like 30 or 40 points and she was at like 99. It was just ridiculous. I really (laughs) enjoyed how many points you get in a game, how fast everything works. Like I, it's one of the few games where I don't feel like resources are so tight. I can't make good decisions and get what I want to buy. And it sounds like with that additional module, you're just doing even more, which I love. Yeah, the pets definitely a- added something interesting to the game, so I enjoyed playing them. And th- they looked cool. Um, I mean, all of the art was already cool, but having the little, you know, moose robot, that was interesting. <laughs> so, <laughs> sounds, sounds that's like that's what we were up time. to. Yeah. Excellent. So you've been playing anything fun you want to talk about? What's been on our um, table? I've played a table? lot of prototypes recently. Um, just because we're out of town for Essen. And so I, we're trying to get all the content created. Um, let's see. I know we played a few things that were not prototypes. Well, we're probably talking about those prototypes in the Kickstarter conniption. We are. But we're not there yet. One of the games that we played last night, I think it was last night, as a playthrough, so you can check it out on the channel, is called Garden Guests. Garden Guests. Garden Guests. From, from Van Ryder. Yeah. And I liked it. <laughs> it helped that it's a team game and that Kevin and I crushed. Wait, spoiler. I don't, I don't know what we did, but you it was fun. Us. You crushed me and Melissa. <laughs> like a beetle. Yeah, it was yes. a really interesting game. It reminded me a little bit of like Chinese checkers where you're on this hex board laying out your tokens to get across the board. It reminded Sarah a little bit of... Sequence where you're trying to get lines of the correct cards together and melissa said it was like ticket to ride because you're rappelling i mean that's a pretty good trio of game combinations uh it's got a beautiful flower board and then weird bug tokens and it was a fun game i really did enjoy it check out that playthrough if you want to see how to play gardening guests yeah uh will jonah Chantel, and i have been playing my island from Mm, cosmos Mm. and also maybe a video by the time this goes live yes so we've been spending the last several weeks playing multiple scenarios every game time that we get together. And you're unlocking envelopes. And each time that you play a new game, and the games are about 30 minutes each, you are playing with new tweaked rules and maybe some new a new component that comes out or a sticker is added to your board that changes how something works. And so it's an interesting legacy campaign style game. Uh, it is longer than a lot of them. Like there, There's more campaigns. There's 24. So it's, it's a, a lot. It's a lot. It, it has taken us quite a while to play all of this. And um, I've enjoyed playing. It's not as... We we had this discussion. It's not as 
so life-changing every single time. It's a very gradual, smooth change of what you're doing. So it feels very similar every game, um, but you're scoring in a different way pretty much every game. Like some some scoring, scoring is scoring the tweaked. same thing every game, and then there's usually oh. one addition to what you've or scored. Or sometimes in the you remove games. scoring that you have done previously that is right. no longer. One change, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I've enjoyed it. I've I, had a good time. I mean, the company is great, the entertainment value, and it has been fun. If I was ranking it with all the other legacy games I've played, it's definitely not like a top five for me. There's some really incredible ones out there. This one is a solid experience. So if you have a group of friends that you're like, yeah, we get together every week and we want to do a campaign, great, add it to your shelf. I Granted, we should be 100% honest, we didn't finish it entirely yet. We got a couple. couple you played My City? I have not. You have not. Okay. I think Jonah Chantel said they did enjoy it more than My City. Okay. So that's cool. Um, so is maybe there's like, game? we kind of peaked. If it's not top five. It's top 10. Top I mean, top 10 legacy games. It's not that many legacy games. Right. <laughs> sure. Probably. One other thing I enjoyed about it is it's a legacy game that doesn't take two hours per game. Mm-hmm. Some of these oh, games, yeah. the the legacy ones, they're really long games. They're at least an hour by the time you remember the rules from the last time and you set it all up, you're on an hour and a yeah. half. You're like, do I want to play this many sessions with this group of people? Am I still going to be friends with this person <laughs> yeah. in two months? Yeah. <laughs> right. Or six months with the number of campaigns that are in this one? Yeah, this one is much easier because it has a sheet that helps you remember these are the new rule changes for this game. I do agree that the rules are very handy in this one for sure. Yeah. Makes it, so, makes I appreciate it. Smooth. it. All right, well, let's veer from here and give a shout-out to our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by Flat Out Games. Their game, Nocturne, is coming to crowdfunding. And this is a game designed by David Ayesi and art from Beth Sobel. And you take on the role of a fox mystic who is casting spells in the enchanted forest. You will be using your tokens to move around the board and uh, try to gain control over the magical items in on the path and then add them to your collection. So let's talk about it more in our Kickstarter conniption. Kickstarter conniption. This episode, we'll be talking about five games coming to crowdfunding during the first half of October 2023. Kevin, start us off. Oh, I get to start off. I'm not sitting next to her. I'm <laughs> October 3rd, Smirk and Dagger is launching a, an expansion to the Night Cage called Shrieking Hollow. This uh, brings a lot of cool new monsters, maybe scary new monsters. <laughs> to scary the, and cool, both yeah. at the same time. Uh, this is a cooperative game, if you're not familiar with the Night Cage, and you're all trying to find keys, get to the gate, and escape uh, the, the Night Cage. Uh, the Shrieking Hollow brings a whole new sideboard that has this other monster called the other <laughs> and it's creeping up the board and when the shrieks come uh to uh onto the board they're basically shriek monsters they're going to call to the other and eventually the other comes on the board it's very interesting um adds a lot more difficulty i feel to the game too um you're following falling down the pits is actually part of the process uh of 
this other sideboard. So when you fall down the pit in a normal Night Cage game, you sort of had just come back on the board your next turn. In this one, when you fall down the pit, you're actually going to the other board, the Hollow. Um, so yeah, if that sounds interesting, if you've played the Night Cage, check it out from Smirk and Dagger. Ryan. We do have a playthrough oh. on our channel too of yes. it, and it's pretty intense. I was running the switcher for it, and people were like falling in the hole. The giant monsters trying to eat them. I was like, oh, this looks pretty crazy, actually. Yeah. You know what else we have a playthrough of? What is that? Coming from Sea Cove Games on October 17th is Carolingi. Mm. It is a game of uh, area control where you are the descendants of Charlemagne, the Carolingians, and you are trying to influence the region and ultimately have dominance. So you can uh, – you've got like leaders – uh, followers and nobility or something, and they all go back and forth on your little track. So you're like trying to get resources that you then put out on the board and then move them around to control countries and dominate regions. And uh, by the end of the game, you want to have um, a lot of points. A lot of points. <laughs> you have to do a lot to earn a point. Like you have to win four battles or uh, get 12 countries or no 12 followers out on the board or uh, control a whole region. And it's hard to do because apparently the locals are just really rebellious because we <laughs> dealt with a lot of rebels and a lot of starvation. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was it was scrabbling and scratching trying to get a point. Our final score for that playthrough game uh, Four was player game. rather low. <laughs> um, hey, I lost by one point. <laughs> Good game. And it was a, there was a tiebreaker. So uh, check that out. It it was uh, actually a lot more accessible than I was thinking it was going to be. Uh, it looks like there's a lot going on, yeah. but it all makes sense. Sarah said she was a little overwhelmed when she opened it and there was like six manuals, but there's uh, there additional There were three languages. that were other languages. And yeah. there, one of them was a historic book that goes along with the history. This takes place in 830 those the 830s, those years, and then there was one that was just talking about the gameplay and, and some strategies. So Yeah. So check out our playthrough and check it out. It's going to be on Kickstarter October 17th. Sarah, what do you got? Coming October 17th also is Marvel Dice Throne. This one is a very anticipated game from <laughs> uh, the Op and Roxley games. And this will feature several new characters into the Dice Throne universe. That we've all been waiting for. We have been waiting for these characters. So um, there, I, I'm interested to see if there will be more announced, but the ones that we know about are Wolverine, Iceman, Psylocke, and Storm in the main box, and then you can buy expansion boxes. Um, I know Gambit is in there, Jean Grey... Um, and there's several others listed. Um, so you can check that out. Um, Did everyone else hear in their head yes. as she said that? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I have uh, a prototype of the game out. And there is some really cool things that the characters will feature. Um, Psylocke has a manifest die that basically boosts everything that she does. Um, for attacking and offensive abilities. I know Wolverine has some abilities to help heal, obviously. And then, um, very cool, spoiler alert, 
the campaign will feature the what? a new type of gameplay for the entire Dice Throne series. So in addition to just releasing all of these brand new Marvel X-Men characters, there is a new module where you can play cooperatively of any of the characters in the Dice Throne universe. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so I thought it sounded a little bit like how you play through a game of um, Marvel Ultimate Alliance. If you recall back to our we're so old childhood, <laughs> of, you kids remember that one? Yeah, where you are working as a team in in the video game. You could play four players and all work together at the same time, trying to make it through the level, beating all the minions, and then ultimately fighting the boss at the end. So there will be um, a new board and components that will feature that, but you can use any of the characters, which I think is really cool. Uh, I don't normally like co-op games, but I really want to play this one. So that is Dice Throne, Marvel Dice Throne. This is the X-Men version coming to Kickstarter uh, from the Op and Roxley games on October 17th. Will. So I'm looking at a game that I've had the pleasure of playing a number of times already. It is the new Ezra and Nehemiah game coming from Garp Hill Games. This is from designers Sam Nope. See, I almost messed it up again. If you Sam we have McDonald. a we have a review video, yeah. you can check it out. I'm too, I got too excited. Sam and Shem Phillips. Shem is the designer. Sam is the illustrator. Yep. And then Sam McDonald, You're the right. other Sam, is the de- co-designer yes, of this game. Got it. Just trying to make and it confusing. That's right. <laughs> and I want everyone else to feel my pain as I try to share that with y'all. Uh, this is a one to four player worker placement strategy game that involves a lot of different Euro style mechanics, and it pulls a lot of care. Um, a lot of things that you might be familiar with from some of their other games, it had some similar mechanics to Viscounts where you're laying out a number of cards on the table in front of you and you'll be reusing those cards over the course of your turns. In this game, you are going back to rebuild the temple walls. And so you will be clearing rubble from the board using actions. You'll be then using those same resources and cubes that you just got to put them back onto the board and to build the walls. You'll get a lot of victory points from that. In the game, you have three different main actions that you can take, and those are going to, and the the power of each of those actions is going to be determined by the number of banners that are showing on the cards that you've played so far for the round. So it'll start off with your first turn being pretty weak because you'll only have one or two different banner actions available to you. But by the time you get to your third action, you'll have a number of different power banners showing that will give you extra energy, or I don't know what you want to call it in the game, but you'll be able to do more powerful actions. The game takes place over three weeks, and each week has six days where you're going to be working, and then that seventh day will be the Sabbath day, and then there's a whole track of things where you'll be trying to go up on the altar track, and you have to feed your family, and you have to clear the board and reset everything. At the end of those three rounds, whoever has the most points from filling out the Torah, from traveling around in their tent city, from uh, building up in the f- stoking the fire and different things like that. They will score points and building the wall and building the wall. Yeah. That's how Sarah got me the first couple of times, but I learned my lessons and in the last couple of games I've been crushing it. This is a really enjoyable one. If you enjoy their other games like Hadrian's wall or any of the games like in the West kingdom series and those types of games, it has very similar feels to that, but I actually really liked the 
implementation of like theme and mechanics together in the game, you do a lot of things that make really good sense. And I felt like it was a really cohesive story and game at the same time. So if you're interested in that type of game for one to four players, uh, then definitely check out Ezra and Nehemiah coming from Garpill Games to Kickstarter very soon. Sarah, you got another one? Yes, from our sponsor, Nocturne That's is right. coming uh, to, uh, I believe, Kickstarter from Flat Out Games. This is from designer David Ayezi. And in the game, you have a set of tokens that are numbered. And on your turn, you will place a token out on one of the tiles in a grid in the center. And then the next player will place one higher uh, than what you've played adjacent and then you keep playing adjacent to the last tile and a higher token until everybody can't lay anymore or they decide to pass and you will gain that for your set collection and um it's got it's a, got a simple easy mechanic as far as what you're doing but there's plenty of thinking involved in which ones I want for my set collection and then if you don't gain the tile because you didn't play the highest token or um, you can then choose to take your tokens back and use them later or they can go out to this forest sprite board where there's some um, tokens that'll be drafted at the end whoever's got the highest token out there so it can sit out there and uh, whoever has the most or highest tokens out there will be able to gain some extra tiles at the end and um, you just play two different rounds of gaining tiles and then score. So if you like tile laying games and bidding, this one, it's not really bidding, but it is kind of like a bidding. You got to know mechanic. when to spend your yeah. high token and when to it's save it. Kind of got some of the, the things that you think through when you're playing a bidding game, but it's not quite bidding. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting stuff. So that is Nocturne from uh, Flat Out Games. And I got one more that we didn't mention secret, oh, secret, secret one, one. Uh, that is patrician from calliope games i got a chance to play the prototype with this with um ray Wurz from calliope um he just recently moved close to our area and has been able to come out to our community game nights and so this one is a area influence game you will have a couple of cards in your hand and you'll be able to play them and place one of your tokens out on a space on the board and um, you'll just keep playing cards and tokens until everything has been played on the board and you're trying to vie for building up um, influence in each of the areas on the board so we played uh, Ray and I played um, a gentleman and his son who's probably about 10 and we, gentleman or a son? Uh, <laughs> the son was 10. He was also a gentleman. Yeah. And a scholar. <laughs> yes. So uh, the rules are very simple as far as you pick one of the things in your hand and place it out on the board. And then wherever you go, you get to pick up that card that's there waiting for you and add it to your hand to use later. And then you're really just trying to get majorities in areas and you'll gain points for certain things. And the 10-year-old ended up beating us all. We were shocked. Skills. <laughs> yep. The skills involved. Because uh, we're like, oh, no, that's not a great strategy. And then uh, he ended up getting some bonus cards that gave him some additional powers that he pulled it out in the end and beat us all. So 
great job for him. Good times at Community Game Night. We should give a quick shout out to that alone because we've been having some really great times out there. We do a monthly Community Game Night on the last Monday of every month. So if you're in the upstate area at all, you should definitely come and hang out with us. We have, I don't know, anywhere from 30 to 60, 70 people sometimes that come out to play games with us. You can get information on our Facebook page or on our meetup. And it is a lot of fun. In fact, let me tell one quick story about it. We just this past two weeks ago, when was it last week, had a game night and got to hang out with Tim Davis. This guy, did you ever grow up reading Highlights Magazine? Yes. Like at every dentist you ever went to? Mm-hmm. You know, you remember like you flipped to the middle of the book. You didn't read any of the stories. You flipped to the middle of the book. You found that one that was well, like. Will did it read any stories. Some of his other kids read did the read the stories. Tell me, tell me if you did. This is the part that it was worth it though. You got Doofus to the middle. and Gallant. I know the other stories, Will. And in the middle was a black and white image. And it would be like, I don't know, a bunch of dinosaurs eating trees or something. But then there would be like hidden images inside the image. Yeah, I remember that. Favorite part. Except for the fact that at the dentist, some kid had already circled all the things. <laughs> but other than that, <laughs> great challenge. Tim Davis is the guy who illustrated like 90% of those. So. I think I got like a year subscription when I, when I was like. For kid. sure. That I was mean, a you big were a lucky deal kid. when you were a kid. <laughs> Uh, Tim's an illustrator. He's done a bunch of different work. He wrote a couple books called The Island Rules, and he's actually working on a board game himself right now. And it involves those Einstein tiles. Mm -hmm. Have you seen those? The shape that's like repeatable pattern with a bunch of sides to it. And it's uh, the theme of it is based on these books that he's written. We did a play test while we were there. I won. It was a great time. Cheater. Probably. He uh, first you give, then you take. That is a rule. Yeah, you know, you read the rule book. There's a song. There's everything. And, <laughs> and uh, we played it. Apparently, he's pretty undefeated at this game because he was surprised when I pulled out the victory. And I was like, come to my house. I play my games right here. Let's go. <laughs> Super nice guy. Uh, really curious to see if he you know, makes that into a full-fledged game or what he's doing. But it was a good time. So if you want to have great times like that, try out some neat stuff, come out to our game nights. That would be great. All right, Sarah, what are you looking forward to at the Essence Peel? The food. We're going to the world's largest game convention. <laughs> the no, food. there are exhibitors that are just food. Okay, besides the you can say food, food. <laughs> uh, besides the food uh, and all my friends that a lot of these people I only get to see once a year. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I am. There are a few games coming out that I am very excited about. I have already gotten to play them, but I know a lot of people have not. Um, I know Earth is going to be a big um, hit at, I don't know that a lot of people have been able to it get it in Europe. Else, yeah. um, I know it was at UK Games Expo, and but not everybody has been able to keep up with the demand at their local game store. Um, and then there's a bunch of other stuff that we've got a very long list and a lot of meetings. We do. Kevin already put out a video highlighting a lot of these. Kevin. Yes. Go to those meetings and get the games. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a good plan. Yeah, we have put together. A, we've got a lot of meetings lined up where we're going to be able to get some previews and things. Hopefully we can bring back some pictures and some demo copies that we can show off on the channel. I'm looking forward to that. As Sarah said, the food is great and the friends really are the best. That's one of the coolest things about this event. Uh, I will say that the thing that I think I'm looking forward to the most is we're doing dinner Saturday night with a huge group of people. And I am pumped. There's going to be... All the peoples are going to be there. It's going to be like uh, Dave Luza, Matthew Jude, Paula Deming. Uh, uh, Dave's whole family, I think, is going to be there. We're also pulling in some Americans with us. We're going to be hanging out with the Blue Peg, Pink Peg crew. So we'll have everybody there, Krista and Brandon and everybody. Um, I think 
maybe Paul Grogan might even pop in for a little bit. Um, Niels is going to come say hey. Cool. Corey Thompson is going to be a part of the crew. So Daryl Andrews. Yeah, Daryl Andrews. We're going to see Stella. I think those are two different evenings, but uh, really looking forward to just catching up with all the people that we, that, as Sarah mentioned, you really kind of only get to see these folks online all year and then in person one time. So. Yeah. Should be a really, really good time catching up with everybody. And then, yeah, as Sarah mentioned, we are going to be helping out inside Up Games, so we'll be playing a bunch of Earth, I'm sure. What's their uh, rolling right draft and draft and right records? records? Yeah, that's going to be one of their new so ones. We'll be That'll teaching be that one. Released there, so that should be a bunch of fun as well. Yeah, I am looking forward to see Art Society. That has been very Mighty well boards. hyped from Mighty Boards. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that was on the list there. It was on the list. Yeah, that one I have not gotten to play. And Similo is a little tiny card game that has been out with a number of iterations. What's and we surprise, it's been surprisingly good. And we end up pulling it out a lot. The new one is Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. I thought you were I'm, saying I it's also on the list, Sarah. It's also on the list, yeah. Um, in years past, they've done a Spiel version. I think they may do that again. They, I'm, I'm hoping they do. Yeah. yeah, so Keep in the out. game, you have a grid of, or you have cards out, and you're trying to, like, code names. Stipe, mm-hmm. uh, type style, you eliminate them, but you can, you're giving a clue of another card in the deck. So, yeah, so we've, simple concept, we've played the is. spooky version, which is great for Halloween coming up. Um, but they have ones that are board games that are released at Essen. So it makes for interesting gameplay. Yeah, yeah, fun stuff. Yeah, looking forward to connecting with the people. Uh, I'm actually kind of liking the city more and more. Like, it's just kind of neat. I kind of, I didn't realize that I would miss the subway, but... It's kind of a cool experience. I finally feel like I'm not lost every single time I'm there. Like this is hoping. Your fourth, third or fourth year? Yeah, probably fourth, fifth. Fifth. Fifth year. Fourth. Uh, it's got to be fourth. Year. Fourth year. Yeah, and so now I, like I don't feel years. I don't feel lost, which is nice. Being able to kind of I know felt where like I'm that going. Last year, but. Maybe that was just me. Yeah, I mean, the more you go, the more comfortable you feel. The place you know, like where the hot spots are, we kind of know which so restaurants we're going to hit. Tantrum con on this in the same space. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> Someday, but. I think there's, well, I don't know. That's a good point. I, one of the things about TantrumCon being in new spaces for us is that it feels more exciting. Right. And so probably for everybody else. <laughs> we want more people to come. We do. We're trying to find a spot where everybody will fit at. Um, so, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to the whole experience. I can't wait to be able to get back and really share all cool. the great stuff that happened while we were there. And you're bringing more suitcases to bring more games back. Yeah. We are. We've learned that lesson as well over the years that one big suitcase is not enough to haul everything Three back Three big in. suitcases is not enough. So bring a fourth. We are bringing a fourth. The last year we had three giant suitcases and we're trying not to get them overweight. So we had to balance what clothes go around to cushion all the games. An and then you, it's a game in itself. Just keep putting clothes on top of yourself. So you <laughs> no, I need t-shirts. them to, I need them to oh, pad oh, to all the gotcha. games yeah, yeah, yeah. so that they don't get completely Crushed. demolished. Can you go, ooh, can you go through airport security with like a baby carrier on with a board game in it? Yes. <laughs> I saw someone play like Azul, like the big version on in on the in the airplane. Like in the airplane? Like in, in like, the airport. No, no, no. In the airplane like, in their seats. Oh. Really? It was very interesting. I was like that <laughs> on their little table does trays? not seem good. Yeah. Turbulence ruins everything. Yeah. <laughs> they said the couple next to them was trying to play Monopoly. Get out what? here. <laughs> but that must have been the travel version. Yeah. Or there's Monopoly there, Deal. That is there would be magnetic? Like, what are we? These all sound like terrible ideas. 
We're going to go to the event and play them. Then we'll bring them back. And then we'll play them with you guys. So come hang out with us, uh, both at our local game night and then as well at Tantrum Con. Yeah, so if you haven't gotten your badges yet, you absolutely should. By the time this goes live, I'm sure our premiere badges will be gone. They are selling fast. We do still have plenty of standard badges, so get in there, have some fun, join us. We are working on some neat activities. What I want to know, Kevin, is can you teach me a magic trick? I want to be part of the show. Oh, oh, fourteen for con? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll t- we'll think about it. Yeah, all right. I like it. Do you are you already ready? Like, do you already know what tricks I you're doing? I have thought about some of the tricks. I mean, these have to be more staged. Like, there's a right. lot of different types of magic, right? There's Sleight of hand, which I'm, I really enjoy sleight of hand, which is more like one-on-one. This is more I've staged. I've Kevin do one of these that I would love to see brought back. Okay. What's the name uh, of it? I don't know the what name. it's called. Magicians but you are made really... a card you the float names. in the air. Oh, I can do that. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. It was very okay. well done. What's okay. the name of that trick? Is it called the floating, floating card, card trick? <laughs> floating I was going to say, because magicians are really, really good at coming up with amazing names for their tricks. Like, you wouldn't believe what the card to pocket trick is all about. Whoa. Sounds amazing. What's the, the rabbit in the hat trick? Is that rabbit? <laughs> Nail it. I, I could be a magician. I knew it. If you have no idea what we're talking about, we Kevin's a magician. First off, Ba-ding. second, we're going to be doing an event at Tantrum Con. We like to do some evening shows. There may be a dinner and a meal. We are working out all the details right now. But Kevin will. He's going to make me disappear. No. I'm pretty sure. Cut will in half. Cut, that I'll, would be I'll great. Be, I'm ready. Cut me <laughs> in half. Let's do it. That'd be amazing. Come <laughs> hang out at Tantrum Con with us. It's going to be such a good time. We can't wait to see you there. Go buy your badges. TantrumCon.com. See you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye bye. <laughs> <Whoa, whoa. laughs> Scary bye byes. Thanks for listening to the Tantrum House Board Game Podcast. If you liked any part of this at all, find and follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and tantrumhouse.com. Like us, share us, email us, call us, or send us a postcard to Tantrum House, 306 Berry Drive, that's B-A-R-R-Y, Greer, South Carolina, 29650.